Welcome back to Glass Onion Minute. I'm your host, Nay Rinley, and my guest today is on too. Welcome back. Hey, Nay, how are you? <laughs> oh, I'm just giddy to talk. I'm so happy that it's Friday. I'm looking forward to the weekend, and I came to work here at the Podcast Factory. <laughs> get out of here as quick as I can. <laughs> Let's get ready to unionize podcasting. Oh, hell yeah. This is minute number 100. Our minute starts at 1 hour 39 minutes and finishes at 1 hour 39 minutes and 59 seconds, if you can believe that. The scene begins with Blanc saying, The envelope. To Helen. <laughs> and it ends with Helen, as Andy, pretending to be Andy, glaring at Duke during a flashback scene after being told, That's the truth. And uh, not a lot happens. It's all, it's all exposition, like despite our... <laughs> Praising Ryan Johnson for his show and tell, show don't tell. This is mostly us getting exposition, yeah. So they're saying this this facts, whatever the facts was, they probably brought it here because it's important. It's probably one of the people here. And so now they know what they need to look for and they decide they should probably check everybody's rooms. Yeah. So she needs a way to get kicked out of the party so that she can go ransack. Whoever killed your sister took that envelope to protect Miles. They wouldn't just destroy it. They would want him to see what they'd done for him. They brought it here. It's here. So how are we supposed to find it? Well, unless someone brings an attache case to dinner, they won't have an envelope that size on their person. Uh, have you ever been thrown out of a party? I, <laughs> my lawyer's advice, I know. <laughs> I'll talk about that. <laughs> It's like, yeah, uh, it's fine, but it was by the cops, so it's cool. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I've like, I don't think I've ever done this. I've never like gone into a party to like antagonize anyone, like no. intentionally. But I, I have been asked to leave a party. Uh, but uh, that was one time we, I gate crashed a party. Actually, no, someone brought me to the party, but I didn't know the host. But the person that bought me left, and. And then after a while, the host who did not know me from Madam was like, who are you? How did you? And I was very intoxicated by that point. So I was like, uh, someone, I know the friend. And then, yeah, that didn't work out well. I could totally see that happening. I remember one time I walked into someone's house and I didn't remember why I came in there and I just sat down with them on the floor and they didn't oh, God, seem to notice that I shouldn't be there. Oh, God. I think I got roofied though. Oh no! I oh, know. I would. I would freak out if a random person came into my house. I would be. I would be yelling at them immediately. Yeah. Well, I agree. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> they were. They would have been in the right if they kicked me out. Yeah. But so Blanc's talking about how she needs to get kicked out of the party, and then they do a flashback to the earlier scene where she is getting told off, but it's like a different perspective on that, right? They'll have to hide it in that room. So, we dinner tonight. Andy. I'm hoping it's still whiskey soda. You need to keep your head clear and stay sharp because you have to find a way. I want the truth! I can give you that. A way that is so painfully uncomfortable that nobody will question it or follow you. Pick a fight and lose. We have to find that envelope. You're the loser. That's the truth. You're getting... Now you've got extra context about why that's happening. Mm. And you get an impressive glare from Janelle Monet. Like, superb. 
sublime glare. <laughs> uh, and we also get like a quick shot of like the Mona Lisa like closing its protective door as well, just taking us back to like that ten sequence during when yeah when it happens in the first place where it was constantly building up with the the door constantly opening and shutting. Yeah. We also see I uh, when she gets the whiskey that that Blanc shakes his head no about drinking it so she can stay clear headed which we didn't get that shot in the earlier one right we don't know they're they're working together at all at that Mm. scene that would have given it away so kind of one of those things that that happened in the knives out room where you were the same scene but you get a different action and maybe it's slightly different depending Mm -hmm. like a different take in subtle ways yeah which we get with like the whiskey glass and things like that and, uh, and again, like the use of the word subtle is like correct in like, it's all, again, this is all stuff that you really wouldn't notice if you were in the room or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Yeah. So it kind of puts you, it's like that subjective filmmaking kind of putting you in the place of if you weren't paying attention, you probably wouldn't notice it. You probably didn't notice it because it was yeah in the background, out of focus, something like that. Yeah. And I, I think, uh, again, it speaks to the quality of the writing. Like it's not... <laughs> It's not like a lot of Hollywood films where they repeat everything three times so the audience understands and it's like there's no there's no ambiguity to anything. This is all really uh, restrained and respects the audience like and makes, you know, you have to pay attention to what's going on as well. That's right. Yeah. You got to pay attention and it's hard because you don't really know what's important and I think the way he misdirects you is to make you think other aspects will be more important than they are. He puts in a lot of tropes to kind of draw you away from, from the real <laughs> details, but they are there. So it's rewarding to go back because, you know, he's, he's given you the information, just maybe you didn't pay attention yeah. to the part you, you should have been. Um, I wanted to highlight the cinematography today. And during the shots where Blanc and Helen are talking, in the background, they each have a painting behind them, which kind of has like a flash of color hmm. and just kind of some visual interest yeah. to the to the shots. So with Blanc, he's got a big yellow painting behind him with naked figures on it. And and I looked up, it's a Henry Matisse called The Joy of Life. Um, so it's a famous painting. Hmm. Sounds like he was working on it between 1905 and 1906. Uh, Helen on her, her side, I don't know what that painting is. <laughs> that circles. I even asked Chat GPT if it could identify it, and it did not. It's, well, it gave me an answer, but it wasn't the right one. Okay. Uh, it might just be some random, like, arty thing they came up with. Yeah, it looks kind of like a record. It's concentric circles, pinks, purples, blues, and yellows. Mm. Uh, and then there's black around it. I don't know if that's the wall or if it's a big piece, but... It's beautiful. Mm. On the other side of her, there's kind of a yellow hue and some old statues, different kinds of art. I would say maybe consistent with Miles. Problem is they don't thematically seem like they go together at all. Like you probably shouldn't put this kind of painting next to these like old <laughs> artifacts. It doesn't even remotely all, look like they should be in the same room. But it's all displays like of purpose. power. You know, it's all like it's just yeah, showing I am rich is not any of like aesthetic appreciation. Right. Yeah, he doesn't understand any of this art that he collects. <laughs> and I think that's clear. And uh, just behind Blanc, in, just next to the Matisse thing, is uh, I think it's uh, the painting, uh, the girl with the pearl earring, just in the right behind Blanc there. Oh, nice catch. 
I, I'm not sure if that's supposed to be the actual painting because <laughs> I don't know what size it is and all that stuff. Yeah, it's hard to tell. And and I'm guessing they reproduced some of these paintings. Like they somebody I, made yeah. these or they printed them out. Like I don't know how they got these big paintings that are not real. Or maybe they just put green down and they green screened them. Green no, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure they probably reproduced it. Like um, I'm sure the Mona Lisa is, a again, a practical effect you know a, a practical right. prop or whatever because it and it's totally the wrong print. size right yeah i think it's slightly bigger than yeah, the actual the thing because probably looks it doesn't look as impressive on screen that's the thing people always say when they see it is that it's smaller <laughs> than they expect <laughs> have have you actually seen the mona lisa no <laughs> okay. you? i actually have uh but i you know i am not like an art person at all so uh i noticed you were getting all these art references in i was like uh <laughs> i i just saw it out of like okay i've seen the mona lisa it sounds like maybe your life wasn't changed to the extent that <laughs> yes no I, I it didn't like i didn't know uh I wasn't struck by a sudden feeling of ambition to be remembered in the same breath as it. No, totally not. No. Good thing you saw it before it burned. Yeah, I, I'm very grateful of that. <laughs> I'm, I am really grateful that, uh, yeah, the, I saw it before a billionaire destroyed it. <laughs> oh, does that count as a spoiler? Oops. Oh, it's no. Friday. It's spoiler Friday. So you, spoiler you can, alert. You can cut that out uh, if, if required. But yeah. Yeah. Or put it after this. I don't know. But, could, but yeah, now I, we've got a spoiler This could be alert, coming so. out in like a couple of months and an actual billionaire might destroy it in, in our reality. So we don't know. That's true. It's still a spoiler for us then because we don't know <laughs> that's going to happen yet. Um, yeah. If you want to talk more generally about this film and and including the end, you can spoil the heck out of it now because we've Is got it... a spoiler <laughs> really? warning. Is this... yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah I, <laughs> I found the ending really satisfying. Like... <laughs> hey, that's really all i have to say about the oh boy uh, but yeah we were all like we were all cheering i remember all of us cheering when the mona lisa was destroyed in the theater like but i i'm i'm picturing that in a completely different context where like some huge art lover is hearing like a, a, like a pop audience of moviegoers cheering the destruction of the world's most famous painting but yeah it was really satisfying actually you know, watching Janelle Monet run towards the painting, and yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> yeah, to to hit that button to, to yep. stop it from getting protected. Yeah, do you think any paintings really have this protection? Is this, is this a fabrication for the movie? Or I, I'm not too sure. I I'm not too sure what the protection was at the time when I visited uh, the Louvre, and uh, it was actually really crowded. So I was in the same room as the Mona Lisa rather than being like a, a, like a decent distance from it. I was like, yeah, that's pretty small. Uh, I, I I would say so, you know. Uh, yeah, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't imagine why you wouldn't protect these works of art that have like incredible monetary value. Like, you know, like that's, that's wealthy people for, you know. But why wouldn't you just look at it through the glass? Why does the clear glass have to close when it hears sound? Plus, what if you just like got close and you like sneezed? It'd be too late. It'd be already your snot would already be on it. <laughs> no way. I think that would. It's pretty prompt in when the plastic divider comes down or whatever. It's yeah. like, Maybe you're right. Unless you sneeze like the Flash, <laughs> you know, like super quickly. You think it would catch you on the inhalation? The <gasps> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would probably be like Womp go down. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll buy it. Um. Anything else for for your time here on on the Glass um, Onion Men? Uh. I. Yeah. I. I mean, like you know, I I love the movie. You know, I I actually wanted to talk a bit more about Dave. But what what are your some fav- What are some of your favorite performances in the movie? Uh, Chanel Monet. Great. I'm, I'm, I I still love Daniel Craig as Blanc. Yeah, no, that he's he's already so good that it's like a non like it's a bit redundant to even like mention him, but he's already so good in this film. Yeah, yeah, he, like the last film, it's just yeah, he's having a lot of fun. Like I'm I'm kind of curious to like what are your thoughts on his accent as an American? I know you're not Southern, but still, how do you know I'm not Southern? <laughs> I mean, are you something? I mean, you don't have an accent. No, I, no I'm not. No. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like it might be exaggerated. Like, I think people said that more on the first one. But mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I I think what you said, the, the funness, I think mm-hmm. the fun factor of everyone's performance really makes it translates through the screen and you actually have fun watching them do mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. Like, I feel everybody's just chewing the scenery and... Uh, it's great there's a great energy there yeah and i I, yeah i think like the energy from the cast like really translate like uh to the audience like it's you know everyone's having a lot of fun like even though like that last scene where again monet is running at the button to lower the protection for the mona lisa like i know that's supposed to be a moment of desperation but it's really hilarious everyone's smiling and having fun you can you can tell they were having a ball like filming that sequence Absolutely. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I uh, yeah, you can find me on on the old Twitter uh, at maybe I, should, I I do have a Blue Sky account. I just haven't activated it, so uh, forgive me, people. Uh, uh, yeah, you can find me at the Antu, spelled T H E A N H T U. And why don't you check out the Twitter for this? podcast it's at glass onion min all one word hey since it's friday i get to plug my own stuff apparently so i'll i'll say uh you could we've got a big back catalog of talking about the office on the podcast called the off five <laughs> and uh and another one called calvin and hobbs cast where we talk about calvin hobbs or a goofy movie minute where we talk about it's just like this podcast, but it's about a goofy movie. And we got like halfway through before we went on long hiatus and we're still on it. Mm. Will it come back? Who knows? But no. <laughs> well, thanks so much for being on the podcast. I hope you return for the third installment of the Knives Out Benoit Blanc saga. I I I, I intend to return for that uh for that podcast when it eventually comes out. I have no idea when. Is it currently shooting or is it in pre-production? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where I learned such a thing. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, I, it will be a long trek back to Toronto. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, thanks for letting me sleep on your couch. Yeah. You're welcome. Don't steal any of my famous paintings. <laughs> <laughs> no. no I'm, I won't steal any. I might destroy some of them. But <laughs> That's totally fine. we got to yeah, get the power yeah. somehow. <laughs> Yeah, I you know again I I just want to be remembered for destroying like important cultural artifacts. You know that's that's just who I am. What if you don't destroy it, but I still remember you for doing it? Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, that, that is also as uh, important as the the act of doing. It. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a deep fake. <laughs> uh, right. Okay, yeah. 
thanks thanks again and uh and to the audience and everybody farewell bye